Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey guys, it's Robert from the College Investor here, and today I want to talk to you about why did your portfolio underperform this last year? Now, that might be a weird thing to say, but honestly, I have seen it over and over and over again for the last couple of weeks, and I really wanted to talk about it because I have been joining a few random Facebook groups for investors, and people are posting their results, and they're sharing what they're doing, and I'm seeing all these people saying, like, I'm up 10%, and I'm up 15%. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, wow, that's great. You're up 10%, you're up 15%, but the stock market was up 20, almost 21% last year. So you are at 50% of what the actual market did and you're super excited for that. So it's like, do you know you underperformed and uh, why did you underperform? So I wanted to talk about those two things because I think there is this false misconception, or false misconception, I think that's a double negative. Anyways, there's this misconception that everyone is going to perform what the stock market performs if you invest in the stock market. And, you know, that's just wrong when you think about it because there's so many investment choices. But it's also wrong because it might not be right for you to perform what the stock market did. For example, if the S&P 500 performed at 20.49% last year, and that's what it returned, well, are you 100% in the S&P 500? Because if you're not, you're not going to get the same result. And it might not make sense for your own investments to be 100% in the S&P 500s. Maybe you're 60% in the S&P 500 and you're 40% in bonds. Well, then you're going to underperform. But the big thing is, is do you know why? And are you supposed to? And is that what the result that you wanted to get was? Well, let's talk about underperformance and why it's happening and you know what you can do about it. So when it comes to portfolio performance, you always compare yourself to some benchmark. So the number one benchmark that we use in the United States typically is the S&P 500. So the S&P 500 in 2017 returned 20.49%. And in 2016, it returned 11.96%. So that's crazy. Over the last two years, it has had phenomenal returns and it's done great so far this year in 2018. Um, but how did you do? Do you know what your performance is? Are you even tracking it? Well, first off, if you're not tracking it, go join Personal Capital right now. It's free. Connect your investments accounts and it will give you a snapshot of your performance. And it'll also tell you how you performed compared to these indexes that we're talking about. So that is the first thing. Know your own performance and know how the stock market has performed. So what causes underperformance? So we already talked about your own allocation, but what else could it be? Well, one big aspect of underperformance is being underinvested. So, you know, there are a lot of investors who are just sitting on the sidelines with cash and they are not investing in the stock market. So if you don't have your money invested, you're not going to beat the stock market with positive returns. So, you know, 
this another way of looking at it is like if you had a hundred percent invested in bonds, your returns in 2017 would be 3.46 percent. If you were in cash, it would be 0.30 percent. And so when you're comparing bonds at 3.46% to the stock market at 20.49%, there's a huge difference in performance there. And so it's really important to know why you underperformed. Part two is, are you paying a fortune in fees? So a couple days ago, we talked about investment commissions, and about two months ago, uh, I talked about making sure you know what your advisor's fees are. Well, a portfolio manager, mutual funds have expense ratios, commissions, all those fees could totally be dragging down your returns. For example, if you're going to invest 100% in the S&P 500, well, the best funds out there that do it have an expense ratio of 0.04%. So automatically, if you are in the best tracking method ever of the S&P 500, you're still paying 0.04%. So you're losing that on your return and you're going to underperform. But you know, the worst S&P 500 funds have 0.20, 0.25, even up to like 0.40% in expenses. You could lose half a percent in underperformance just on the same exact investments as somebody else because you picked a fund or ETF that has a high expense ratio or you're paying a portfolio manager or some kind of advisor a lot of money to put you in the same things as everybody else. So keep that in mind. Fees will kill your returns. All right, number three is market timing. Well, beyond just sitting on the sidelines, you know, there are a lot of people who decide to jump in and then they sell and then they buy when it goes up and then they sell when it goes down and they're doing all the wrong moves. If you are trying to chase performance, that can be problematic to your return. You should have a purpose when you invest and there is no reason to take a downside risk that's higher than you're comfortable with if you don't need that high of a return. So remember, a high return means high risk. And if you are afraid to lose the money or you can't afford to lose the money, you probably should not be investing that money and you definitely should not be trading in and out and in and out and in and out. You're not gonna get it right, you're not gonna beat the market and all that's gonna end up doing is cost you a lot of money in the future because it's just gonna be eating away your returns and underperforming in your portfolio and you're just not going to get to where you want to go. So the other thing is, is are you too heavily invested in poor performing sectors or countries? So in 2017, while the S&P 500 was up 20 plus percent, there were things that were down. For example, the telecommunication sector was down 5.75% and the energy sector was down 2.09%. You know, so keep that in mind that, you know, just because the whole stock market is up as a whole, sorry, not everything in the stock market is going to be up. Things can go down. If you're overinvested in things that are down, well, guess what? You're going to underperform. So what's the solution? What is the solution to this problem? Well, there's really a couple parts to it. First off, you need to track your money and you need to know exactly where it is. And that's where you need to use something like personal capital, which you can go to the collegeinvestor.com slash capital, sign up for free and connect to your portfolio and see exactly what you're doing so that you can know if you underperformed or you beat the market or what you're looking like. 
Part two is you need to set up an asset allocation and you need to do it with low cost index funds because you want to avoid those high fees that we talked about. So if you're not keen on being 100% in stocks, well, pick an allocation that works for you and realize that if you are not 100% in stocks, you can't benchmark yourself to being the 100% in stocks. It's not going to work. You're always going to underperform that if you're not benchmarking yourself to your same allocation. But you should benchmark yourself to what is close. So if you're going to do a 60-40 stock bond split, you know there's benchmarks for that as well. And you can find what those benchmarks are and you can see exactly what you should be performing at. And then you should be focusing on low cost, diversified index funds. That helps you avoid the sector problems. It helps you avoid the market timing problems. And it helps you avoid the high fees, all of which can drag down your portfolio returns. So hopefully that makes sense for you. How do you stop underperforming? Well, yeah, just focus on the long-term, low-cost index funds in the portfolio that makes the most sense for you. No trading, no high advisor fees, and that is it. It's actually pretty simple, guys, but there are so many people out there that are getting it wrong. They're trying to time the market. They're selling, you know, buying high, selling low. They're just doing everything wrong. So low-cost, long-term Keep those in mind, and you will stop seeing yourself underperform so much next year. I promise you that. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever it happens to be, hit me up. This is going to be thecollegeinvestor.com slash episode 62, and you can leave a comment on the blog. All right, guys. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you next time.